Welcome to Young and Finch, the podcast made by Korean millennials. Welcome to episode 18. We're going to be talking about culture, especially Korean culture. My name is Andrew. I'm Brian. And I'm Josh. And let's just get into it. (laughs) (laughs) So there's a lot of things, in my opinion, or in our opinions, that are special to Korean culture. Um, You know, I think the most familiar ones are K-pop, right? Skincare is actually another famous one. Yeah. Um, Just the whole beauty aspect is, I would say, apparent in Korean culture. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think a lot of, not even just. I think we talked about this in previous episodes too. It's not just to humans, but I feel like it. This applies to um, other things like buildings, right? Yeah. Other things like just like fem- societal views. They always want to be the best and show that they are the best. In other words, just best form of what they are. But anyways, yeah. Let's just break down into some of these topics. Well, yeah, I think, yeah. I, I think um, just before we start, I think I just want to say that we're talking about cultural things that normally like non-Koreans wouldn't understand, not just like general culture. Yeah, Western people, um, you know, people from different Asian backgrounds, you know, there's a lot of overlap, but there's also things that might be unique to Korean culture that you guys not be familiar with. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So, for example... Yeah, so for example, I think one big thing is um, skincare, right? I think Koreans are the number one country in terms of products that they, you know, innovate, that they are producing and are exporting yeah. from Korea. Yeah. Uh, I think Korean skincare products are actually really well known throughout the world mm-hmm. because how effective they are, right? Yeah. And... Like you see all these celebrities in Korea with pale ass skins and flawless, like even the guys, right? The BB cream. And yeah, the BB cream, like the whole friggin' sunscreen shit. Like I don't understand it myself. And I'm sure a lot of like people growing up in the Western society won't understand it because, you know, we just use shampoo for our faces in the shower. What? What the fuck? <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> kind of caveman well, shit. I, <laughs> well, I I do. I just use. I used to use just soap for my face. I don't know about you guys, but Andrew's a one bar one bar soap type man. Yeah, but no, but like I was saying, I'm, I'm gonna buy you one of those three in one soap. What the <laughs> for your birthday? One one man, one Shampoo, day. conditioner, and uh, face wash. Yeah. I'm down. Bro, that shit will fucking make your skin to like leather, bro. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. I. I so like I was saying, uh, I realized as I grew older, there are some issues. Like I've gotten a lot of issues uh, with acne and pimples on my face. So I started using more products. And yeah, like most of it is Korean. Ironic, not ironically, just inevitably, inevitably. Yeah. So, and I've seen the effects. Um, I don't know about you guys. I don't know what you guys use. Yeah, what your family sure. uses, but yeah, yeah, I, I could vouch. Not no bias here, but I could vouch for mm. <laughs> the Korean skincare products. Yeah, I think it's especially strong for like men, 
and the the I think the discord is especially big between people maybe from the Western, uh, men from America, and men from Korea. Uh, but like you said, like skincare, makeup even is so like embedded and so normalized in the culture and so common. But here, I think that would be a lot of things that guys wouldn't understand. Like why, are, like why do you need to apply so many different, uh, you know, Products. like why do you need a fucking skincare regimen? And stuff like that. Whereas in Korea, if you don't do it, you'd be like, why are you not doing it? You know? Mm-hmm. I think um, one thing about Korea is that I don't understand is like, Korean people want to look pale. Yeah. Like white. Yeah. Like, it's. I think that just stemmed from Korea trying to be like, a, trying to be Western. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you know how yeah. they kind of shadow america in terms of just like politically mm-hmm. you know like society social values as well and you yeah. know how they're like most of americans are white it's like the the ideal standards of beauty i think for a lot of countries including korea i know that this is common in india as well but mm-hmm. they look at um you know american celebrities american like actresses and stuff like that and that becomes the like the romanticized and the idealized, um, you know, traits of beauty. And so even in India, they have like a skin whitening lotion, mm-hmm. right? And it, you apply it and it makes your, it like basically bleaches your skin. Yeah, and so yeah, shit like crazy. that is common in, in other countries too. But I think that's why yeah. Korean people like want to have pale skin. It's kind of fucked up, but. It's like, it's like why they wear like fucking umbrellas when they go outside. And yeah. it's like sunny. Yeah. They don't want any, mm-hmm. um, they don't want to get yeah. sunburned or suntan or anything like that. I think a lot of Asian countries just perceive white, or sorry, not white, pale skin as just being fair. Not like F A I R, F A R E. Wait. Fair, like current, like, like, uh, like he's, he's the fairest <laughs> of them all. Ticket? You know I mean? Like bus fare? Like, what the? No, maybe it's F A I R. Yeah, like fair skin. Sorry, my English is not that good. Sorry. <laughs> but you know, now that I think about it, like even thinking back to, um, like, I guess more historically, people who had tanner and darker skin back in asia were the people working in the field right and royalty were the ones with the fairer skins too because they were staying indoors and they had houses and shit like that so you know maybe even goes as as far back as that right Mm -hmm. yeah it's like these are the type of things that are kind of fucked up in my opinion yeah about just korean like it's so specific that like beauty standards there Yeah. yeah right uh, which i don't think a lot of people in the western society won't understand yeah like you said fairs or pale skin not fair skin pale, pale skin it's the same yeah. thing sure. just, i think one one thing about the beauty standards is they have to have nice skin and then i think this branches off into the next point of double eyelids yeah. which is enormous in korea especially and, for girls um, yeah, i'm sure everyone knows what that is right double eyelids but one thing I, I heard somewhere is that um, it's normal for in Korea that once like your daughter graduates from high school, yeah, like they it's a present. the parents yeah the parents will give the daughter a double eyelid surgery as a present yeah. when they go to it's university, crazy. yeah yeah and that's like the normal that's like the norm and that's like all the things that the girls are talking about in high yeah. school and I don't know that's yeah just to crazy. that point I I think I think there's a statistic about that where like one in three girls have plastic surgery but maybe yeah. it was like one in four something crazy yeah 
but yeah it's just to show you how common it is but i think it's not even like a thing anymore now it's just normal like it is normal yeah i've had friends who've at 16 18 gone to korea gone it done came back yeah Mm -hmm. and it was a gift from their aunt or some shit like that Yeah. yeah but it's just it is what it is now it's like it's it's almost i think more strange to find people who haven't done it right like maybe not to that extreme but it's kind of almost getting to that point where it's so common that it's so common that if you talk to someone who's gotten it done they won't they'll say like technically it's not surgery because there's not like going under the skin there's yeah. there's some there's some gray areas where where girls will say like i like i t or whatever right like they just got it pinched <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but yeah. it's it's the same shit you know <laughs> yeah it's like i didn't they didn't put a knife on it and i'm like yeah mm, okay okay not that it matters right if it makes you feel <laughs> yeah. more confident you know by all means but the phenomena is kind of interesting and i think i told my friends about this and they're like what the fuck like girls what? at 16 or even guys like you know 16 18 they're getting like incisions and like shit removed on top of their eyelids to make their <laughs> eyes bigger i'm like yeah it's fucked up but that's yeah. kind of the culture it is the culture yeah and i remember like when i was growing up in high school i i like i even considered like what, like what i would look like <laughs> <laughs> so you know you know that that the thing that you do with your eye you like yeah, yeah, like, poke yeah. it in and see how you look like um yeah but yeah i don't know it's something about the beauty standards they want their eyes to look bigger and like and they, yeah you know it's actually yeah. funny because nowadays um i've watched a lot of youtube videos interviewing girls on what they think about guys having double eyelids yeah and nowadays people are saying that they don't want guys like especially girls they don't want guys to have double eyelids because yeah. it makes yeah. them less manly yeah so i i think that as like i think 10 years ago it might have been different yeah i think guys wanted to look a little bit like idols like girls yeah the eyelids nowadays it's more like they need to have that more of a manly aspect which is good i guess because it kind of gives less pressure for guys to have double i don't like i don't have double eyelids right i don't think any of us do (laughs) yeah (laughs) monolid gang (laughs) (laughs) i guess that's a positive no but i have a question to that to this subject where if you were meeting someone and they had double eyelids and they told you that they had surgery like, would you guys prefer someone with, like, fake eyelids or re- just, like, no touching and just natural? I would I would want to meet someone that's just confident regardless of they got the surgery or not. True. Because I feel like people get the surgery, but they still have insecurities and, you know, they still have low self-esteem and things like that. And, yeah. you know, I'd rather have someone, you know, that's secure and fully embracing how they look and things like that so i guess you don't care about if they do it or not yeah it's just about con, con- yeah confident yeah chill confident. so if they have double eyelid and they're, they're still like insecure and you know they care about how they look and they care about people's perception then i'm, I'm like nah i'm good true, true yeah yeah i think i'm on the same page but obviously i think there's a line you know i think mm-hmm. andrew mentioned this a long time ago in the catfish or some some shit like that one of those episodes but those people that like do like the before and after photos where they look like nothing like the previous person if you went from like like if it's pretty extreme and like we're gonna have babies and my babies are gonna not look like you then i think that's a that's a concern you know Dude, there was a loss there was a story like that where, where this guy got married to this like really pretty girl and their baby turned out so ugly and they bro, sued, he sued his her bro and i think yeah. he won yeah. Did he? Did you see that yeah, meme I about with so. the turtle? Turtle 
a doll where they put the eyelids like in. No, there's a meme about this. Tur- there's this turtle doll, right? And then the eyelids were covered, yeah. and then they made it into a double eyelid, and then they show the it like shows the before and after. Yeah. What? Soul jokes. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> maybe, maybe we could post that. Maybe we could post that on our story or something. <laughs> yeah, I'll. Yeah, I can find it. It's easy. Yeah. Um, True. Yeah, shows shows you how crazy yeah. Korean beauty standards are. I, I think there's if there is one more thing about beauty standards is also um, how Korean people look at the size of your face. Yeah. Yeah, that's a big one. <laughs> a lot of it's it's funny because like Western society doesn't even like they don't care about that no it's actually all. a Not bad thing guys are always like bro my head's too tiny for my body you know like white guys yeah like, or my buddies in high school would be like bro my head's too small i'm like yeah yeah but in korea it's like it's fucking you know it's one of the one of those things right you have to have people a small get head. surgery for yeah like yeah. there's t- there's a chin cutting surgery okay that's like that's an extreme like, you could though. potentially die from no, no no a lot of people do it a lot of celebrities, I'm sure, do it. Yeah. That's crazy, but, so, but that's yes. so extreme. Yeah, it is. The um, in social media, I think it's really reflective on that, like that specific thing, because you can, if you follow Korean people, just look at some of their pictures. You can tell, you can see the tricks that people do to try to conceal or make their face look smaller. They sit in the back. They put their hands <laughs> like a V shape yeah. along their chin. Yeah. Their you know hair, covers, yeah, the hair one. Oh my god, I fucking hoodies. Hate that shit. You know, like sometimes, man. And again, so no judgment zone. But let's be real. You know, we see those tricks and they're working. <laughs> but <laughs> if you know, you know, kind of thing. You know, <laughs> it's yeah. a cultural thing. We all do it. Oh, actually, I don't know. Maybe we. Don't I don't do, do it. it. <laughs> I don't think we any one of us do it. Yeah. I think it's more of a girl thing, I guess. I I would say girls definitely do care about these beauty standards more than guys, yeah. and especially if they're more Korean. Yeah. Yeah. Then they like yo. I had so I would consider myself like I have pretty like not look not ugly looking hands. I think I would have like I would say I have pretty decent looking hands. At one thousand followers, Andrew will post a story of his fingers. What the? Follow him on and his and like only people fans. people like. <laughs> commented on my hands i was like is that that important yeah that's also another thing my my parents my mom sent me the same thing they're like you have nice hands and i'm like what like what what the hell's a standard yeah. for a nice hand yeah like what what am i gonna do with that yeah. <laughs> I mean, little nitpicking things that koreans look at for some reason yeah that ha- like that attribute to beauty standards right yeah, yeah. just i don't know some are stupid in my opinion right like like the mm-hmm. like the pretty hands like the um yeah, just a lot of yeah. beauty standards. <laughs> so I think we kind of have like this interesting view because we talked about this previously in our, in our episode three, uh, growing up in growing Canada up in as Canada. Koreans. If you haven't listened to that, yeah. please check yeah. that out. We share more about our upbringing and I guess our interaction with both Korean and Canadian culture. But because we kind of come from those split perspectives, I think we have... Uh, like a unique perspective where we see both cultures values and and we're able to kind of really compare them side by side right yeah yeah we're able to kind of see the korean culture in a different lens you know yeah Yeah. i think um for me i think one of the biggest things that i noticed was like korean people 
like they follow a lot of things that's portrayed on social media or like what their peers are doing um so what i mean by that is like i go to korea and then they always have these phases like there's one phase they'll wear this like long jacket um like what is that discovery you know the discovery yeah brand? yeah yeah i know what you mean and it's then, like the parka kind of yeah the parka they're all wearing one. that if you go to korea yeah and then yeah. the next time i go yeah. they all have that split haircut like the one that's going down in the middle they all have that Kong Yu haircut <laughs> the goblin haircut the goblin yeah, haircut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so it's like they they just blindly follow like what the next Trends. guy is doing and they don't really yeah. want to yeah. show their yeah. own style and their own like personality Facts. and things like that and um yeah. i think that ties a lot down into um like the beauty standards that we talk about it's like you know what's accepted as normal and you know if you yeah. do something that's outside the normal then you're you're like a little weirdo and yeah and and that's the biggest difference of american culture and korean culture or non-western culture is like non-korean culture embrace uniqueness and you know they they um applaud you for being different most of the time you know like yeah not all the time but like you know you know it's yeah, not as I, bad I, as korea like yeah, you you, yeah. you want to be yourself you want to so you want to be yeah. unique to yourself and mm-hmm. things like that but in korea it's like you have to fit into this circle of like what everyone else is doing yeah i totally agree with you um i think korea's known to be a trend follower to be honest yeah there's not a lot of trend like maybe not for k-pop if you take out k-pop k-drama mm-hmm. i think there's they just follow trends and not a lot of trends come out of korea yeah but like you said america american or not americans are just western society just embraces uniqueness and that's why they're so innovative in my yeah. opinion yeah right um yeah so i totally agree with you brian yeah so i thought that was pretty interesting when i visited korea like their fashion like the trend the hairstyle it's like they're all the same mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's so funny you ever see the fucking girls with the string dress, but they wear the white t-shirt underneath? You know that shit, yeah, bro? That yeah. shit went off everywhere. I'm yeah. just going to say that. I'm not, you know, we can cut that yeah, out, I but know, that I shit know. pissed me off, bro. <laughs> Everybody wore that shit, bro. And I just wear one or the other. <laughs> yeah. I, I know. It's so funny. Off my chest, bro. It's yeah, but sometimes they're, they're very creative. Like, one thing that my sister recently showed me was, like, they, she had her iPhone, and it was like tied to like a to like a what do you call it like a handle and then she kind of wore it as like a purse you guys know what i mean (laughs) so it's like a fashion item yeah so her her phone is there and it's connected by like two like strings like strings and then she she literally wore it i think i know what you're talking about yeah and then it's it's like the trend of last year and i was like damn that's actually kind of creative (laughs) you're like damn i kind of want one (laughs) yeah like (laughs) I fuck with that, yeah. <laughs> Walking around the hospital with the fucking iPhone purse, bro. You know the vibes. <laughs> yeah, bro. I'm down. But in a way, like, Koreans are trendsetters too, I guess. But yeah. yeah. They're very known for their fashion, right? Like, I talked to a lot of my non-Korean friends, and they're like, wow, Korean people are so, like, fashionable. And, and I'm like, yeah, to a certain degree, I, I agree. I think it's because a lot of Western society doesn't care about like a lot of guys especially don't care about fashion in the western society you know what i mean i think that's why because a lot of guys in korea care about again just how they look yeah and i think this is again a cultural thing yeah maybe maybe that's has to do i think that's true too i think korean guys care more about 
yeah how they look whereas non-korean guys are um they're thinking their priorities or something else. like their their um standard of beauty is like how big they are or yeah exactly you know, like how manly they they they, they seem or sound and things like that mm-hmm. yeah which is a good segue because another another standard that's looked good upon koreans is having a slim slash skinny body right yeah mm-hmm. um like if you look at korean idols especially all the girls are like bone skinny yeah all the guys are bone skinny but i don't um, know that's i feel like that's kind of changing a little bit though yeah i think so too mm-hmm. in idols maybe yeah, they're, yeah. Lo- they're, they're like maybe more acceptable Trump. of like being a little bit more more, more slim thick thick you know what I'm yeah yeah but if you look at korean idols especially for girls i don't i never seen thick idols you know what i mean it's not like beyonce level but it's not as as it was 10 years ago i'd say yeah like girls generation yeah they were all so skinny dude or in I, that know, era. I, might, I might be wrong i, I think they're also I, I honestly i think they're even now still I, so skinny yeah bro. I, I think so like if you look at american music industry right if you look at Nicki minaj like cardi b mm-hmm. they're attractive in their own manners right they're not they're just yeah they're like fake mm-hmm. with two c's mm-hmm. but in korean music industry i think like majority of them are skinny yeah, yeah. right i i get your point where like people like jesse right yeah. she might be i guess considered thick but i don't know i still think but she also grew up in la too so maybe that's yeah that's true too yeah yeah, yeah. who's jesse yeah. jesse the rapper, the rapper? Yeah. yeah man no comment yeah <laughs> No, I'm just saying, like, like she might be considered thick in Korea, but I think just in general, she's still skinny, in my opinion. She sure. just has, I don't know, maybe it's just a Korean thing, <laughs> I think. Yeah, it's just a Korean or thing. Or not Korean thing, it's just an Asian thing, actually. It might be Yeah. just an Asian thing. Uh, throughout the episode, we might be referring to a lot of these things as Korean things, but that's because it's embedded in Korean culture to us. I'm sure a lot of this applies to Chinese uh, yeah. Japanese, other Asian cultures, you know, if you're Filipino or, or yeah. Viet, I'm sure it all applies too, but we're just yeah. speaking from our perspectives. Okay, would well, you guys have anything else to say about that? Nope. Yeah, I was going to say, just take it with a grain of salt. This is from our personal experience. Yeah. So. Um, you know, I think, you know, on the topic of visual and physical appearance and stuff like that, bringing it down to the next, not the next point, but a different point. You know, I think a lot of people have this idea about Korean people and Korean culture based off K-pop and Korean dramas. Now, I don't think that's necessary. I think that that perception is kind of false because no one really lives like those Korean dramas. You know what I mean? No one lives life like that. But I think I think people have a perception that Korean guys are, are, are like guys from the dramas where they're like, you know, kind and hardworking and, and like good and you know shit like that but it's like i think that builds up perception of korean people that's false because mm-hmm. we're just human yeah. at the end of the day right you, th- you think people actually believe that shit though i think so i think that's why honestly i think that's why and talked about this before where he's like you know i just he just gotta say i'm korean and then girls you know whatever <laughs> other girls would be like oh you're korean yeah <laughs> because they watch the korean dramas and they're like yeah, oh true. i want like a imino or like i don't know or goblin Sorry. yeah like you know <laughs> but i think it, it kind of it works against us in a lot of ways because we're we're just guys we're just human right korean guys are just people and yeah and like it's hard to fill up an expectation like that sometimes yeah, yeah and like the people you see on like tv or dramas 
they're like the point one point zero zero one percent yeah of, you know like attractiveness right mm-hmm. and i think it's especially for k-pop or not sorry k-pop and k-drama where yeah a lot of people that's not korean look into and they have this perception and they believe it but like like i think a lot of koreans don't even aren't even into k-pop that much yeah right it's it's the people outside of korea that are super into it like if you look at blackpink or like bts a lot of their fans are you know not korean yeah right they're Mm -hmm. international so it just yeah just kind of shows you how korea has kind of paved this way into the music and the drama industry yeah and it's like it's k-pop like it's essentially just pop music in korea right it's the same justin bieber michael buble music that we listen to when we go to walmart or fucking the grocery store it's the same shit in korea right yeah yep um i think i think one of the biggest things that I feel like a lot of Western people wouldn't know is the um, the competition in in Korea, in terms of like um, the education system. Um, you know how the how they're raised. You know, like for us, like we grew up in Canada. Like like me and Andrew were part of the hockey team. You know, we had all these time for these extracurricular activities, <clears throat> but but in Korea. But in Korea, literally, it's you go to you go to school, you finish school, and then you have to go from like five to ten. You have to go to like like tutoring, and then you mm-hmm. go home, you do your homework, and then just rinse and repeat. You know, and um, that's just that's insane. Like imagine doing that until you, you go into university, and and I think um, like one of my close friends told me that like. Um, like it's so competitive that when you're in high school, only two people in the classroom can get A. And then there's like a certain amount of people that can get B and then, you know, C and D. And um and so it's like a percentile basis. Yeah. And out of all the people that got A's, only a few of them can go into the uh, top university. Mm-hmm. And just just put that into perspective. That's just so much competition and so much pressure and you know, imagine how you would feel if you failed like one test. Yeah, and, yeah. And um, I don't know. I feel, I feel like that that branches off into the work life too. Like you go into work life, like everything is just so competitive, so cutthroat. And, yeah, yeah. And I'm I'm just glad that I didn't grow up in that lifestyle because that just sounds crazy. Yeah, I think this might be for other countries as well, not just Korea. Um, but I totally agree. Um. And this, I think, goes to the point where Western society kind of embraces other things outside of education. Yeah. I think yeah. Korea's like main priority for young people, especially, is to get a good education. But um, I think in the Western society, there are other things like playing sports. Um, you know, sports is a huge thing in America, right? Mm-hmm. Um, people, parents actually push their kids to play sports. Mm-hmm. um because it, i don't know maybe it'll build some you know teamwork skills or foundations whatever mm-hmm. yeah, um, that sure. they can't learn in school um but yeah no i totally agree where korea 
and maybe other countries too are cutthroat in terms of competition within the education and i think that actually reflects in like olympics and you know sports in general all right like you see all all these uh, western teams just doing so well in terms of compared to the asian countries especially korea right like like basketball mm-hmm. like soccer yeah but then korea fucking whoops them in like what is it short like archery or something like short track skating like yeah. ice skating and shit like speed skating yeah, yeah. but <clears throat> i mean at the same time like if you look at the big picture like korea is such a small country and their population size is insane yeah yeah, yeah. the so, density is fucked yeah so there's really no chance no, yeah there's a lot of you're right there's a lot of factors that go into why it's kind of like there is no like there's no way mm-hmm. around it there's no choice but to be that competitive because of the population density exactly. and the universities can only take in so yeah, many people exactly. right i think to andrew's point about western society valuing other things like think about the applications for prep schools right not only do you need a high gpa but you also need a bunch of different extracurriculars you need to show you have leadership skills and experience in other things yeah. in korea i think it's that that one entrance exam like that defines like your yeah. fucking yeah. life right so the pressure is crazy hey. i can't relate because i don't think i'm connected with that but my dad growing up would never cease to remind me that when he was in high school he had to study from nine to nine and he had to you know all that shit he had to walk to school Mm -hmm. and you know he he told me enough about that that i I have an understanding about how extreme it can be in korea guess we're blessed to be in growing up in the uh western society you know what i'm saying another thing that i think um western you know, people who aren't in Korea might not understand. And this is, I think, think, this is, I think, reflective in all Asian cultures and super common, but it's like the hierarchical uh, system yeah, in society huge. with respect to age and respect. And, and yeah. you know, there's like, if you don't know someone, you have to speak with them in formalities. And when you mm-hmm. meet someone for the first time, you're bowing and shit like that. Yeah. <laughs> I think that was a huge thing that my friends who aren't, um, from an, the eastern hemisphere like just couldn't understand right yeah mm-hmm. i think it's more apparent in korean culture too actually in terms of the like especially the age yeah difference or like going into school earlier you know that's like mm-hmm. whole sambe hube shit yeah sambe mm-hmm. means uh see like your senior and hube means like your jun- junior <laughs> like, like person, person younger than you um and no then, no it's not it's not t- it's not it's not specific to age Sambe and hube is like people who go into like let's oh, say school, school or like yeah, army yeah, or like going to yeah. work earlier than yeah. you and true, hube true. means someone that's after you yeah. but like there's the age one which is which makes it confusing let's say i'm older than josh <laughs> and i go into work i i started work later than him then he'd be my sambe but i'm also his young because like, yeah. i'm older than which is which is weird because they're like you usually talk to someone that's higher than you in t- with yeah. formality but uh yeah. yeah that's like conflicting and there's shit like when you if you're born between uh january and february you're considered like a f- fast fast born <laughs> so like let's say i'm born in let's say josh is born in like 1990 and i was born in 1991 but i was born in january or february then we would be considered the same age yeah yeah but like people that are born after february josh would be like 
my when friends in Chung. Yeah. 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 But like I'd be friends with both of these these groups, which makes it more weird. I, uh, yeah. Imagine like one of them going to work earlier than Josh. <laughs> then it'd be fucked. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> kinda confusing, but like the high it's it's very structured in a way that yeah. If they're older than you, you have to speak with them in formalities. If you don't know them, yeah. you have to speak with them in formalities. Um, yeah. Only when they allow you to speak casually can you really do that. And um, there's a lot of like social pressure and implications and nuances that come with that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's hard to dive into everything, but um, it's definitely prevalent. Yeah, it's kind of like a if you know, you know kind of vibe. Yeah, Korea it. puts a lot of um, importance on, on like respecting the people that are older than you, mm-hmm. like yeah. to to an extreme degree. Like even if they're like one year older than you, you have to mm-hmm. be somewhat like less of the like less of them. Like you have to put them on a pedestal, bro. Yeah. One year, even a couple of months. If if Andrew, okay, let's say Andrew was born in nineteen ninety. Uh, in June, right? And I was born 1991 in March. That's only like eight months or some shit like that, right? Yeah. That means, but the the thing that people don't understand is like, if I see him, like pe- some people like they'll bow, they'll be like, oh, like Anjozio, and then they'll like bow their head as like a sign of respect. This guy's yeah. born eight months older than me. Why the fuck am I bowing to this guy? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and again, I think this could be our Western perspective coming in. Um, yeah. and I think. A lot of good things come from that hierarchical system. We respect our elders, we respect parents, yeah. and, we, and we definitely should. And I think that that like that kind of value we attribute to like to our elders and to adults and stuff like that. I think that's great. But there's both ups and downs. There's there, yeah. there's a con and a pro, definitely for sure. Yeah. And the worst is like even if they're like a couple months older than you, and then we have this thing called chondemare. Um. It's like when I'm talking to like Andrew and Josh, we just talk as like normal casual friends. But then when you put chondemmar, it's like you change Form- the formality. Tone, the formality and the tone of the yeah. conversation so yeah. that you're speaking as if you're speaking to like an elderly person. Yeah. So so we we usually say like when I'm saying like thank you to Andrew, I'll say like kamsai or komawa and then kamsai komawa. Oh, kamsai. Komawa. Oh, thank you. Thank you very. But then, if if we put chondem, I will say like komawa yo, you know. 감사합니다. Yeah, or 감사합니다. 감사합니다. Yeah. Um, what was it? Where was I going with that? Yeah. 감사해. Just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's just. It's, yeah. It's interesting. I agree. Um, to Josh's point, there is a very structural hierarchy system. And to Brian's point, there's pros and cons. I think the pros is, it's like standard. It, you know what to do if someone's has more experience than you, if someone is older than you. But I think it creates a barrier in terms of personal, personal to personal to personal level. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. I think it's. I think. Remember, I think Joshua said that when you talk to anyone, especially if they're Korean, you just speak English to them to kind of cut. What. It might like create a barrier. Yeah. That's my uh, formality. That's my yeah. secret weapon. Um, yeah. Back in uni, when like Andrew and I would go to like Korean social events and stuff like that, there's a lot of Hyungs, like older people and Dunas, like older, uh, yeah, Hyungs and Dunas and stuff like that. And 
you know, when you're a freshman in uni and stuff, they're like, oh, like, oh, come here. Like, what's your name? Like, what do you do? And then they try to, like, use, like, that young card on you, like, to, to build. Like, they, people do that sometimes. Even if it's, like, not intentional, they'll, like, kind of take advantage of their, that age hierarchy. And they'll kind of be like, oh, like, what do you do? Like, what, what, what the fuck are you about? You know, kind of shit. So, being a second gen, like, born in Canada, like, I'm not having that shit. Right? So, my, my secret is I just... I just use English when they ask me stuff in Korean. They'll be like, "Wait, what do you like? What do you study in Korean, right?" Or like, "Like, what's your name?" And I'll be like, "Oh, I'm Josh." Like, respond in English, and they're like, "Oh, oh, oh, my name is uh, Daniel." And <laughs> I'm like, "Oh, like, what do you do, right?" And they're like, "Oh, I'm uh, studying uh, CS uh, the fourth year." And I'm like, "Oh, that's pretty cool. I'm, you know, I'm engineering first year." And they're like, "Oh, yeah. okay, cool, cool, right?" Yeah. But speaking English cuts through the barriers, and it it kind of diffuses those hierarchical pressures. Yeah. Yeah. So I think if if you experience that with your friends or or with like sombes at school and stuff like that, I would I would suggest using that and then just yeah. use English and then everyone's on the same playing field. You guys have yeah. a drink, everyone's good vibes, right? But it might cause Koreans that can't speak English to avoid you a little bit. Yeah, yeah for sure. I see that too. For sure. Yeah. But you can't avoid that though. Yeah. No, but to that point, there's a lot of it. It changed a lot though. Like over the past ten years, a lot of people are like us, where they yeah. grew up in the Western society as Koreans so they are more comfortable speaking both languages which actually is in my opinion the best yeah because you still have the factor of being casual but you get to use some lingos that aren't used in English yeah like like lunchi which basically means catching the situation and high speed <laughs> yeah it's called it might translate to high speed but just stuff, stuff like that you could use in Korean culture that you can't use in Western society, but also using the stuff based from Western society as well. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I think I think for all of us, we relate to a lot. Uh, we relate a lot more to people like that could speak both and are um, aware of both cultures. Yeah, yeah. Um, like the 1.5 gens. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I think yeah. the... Okay, not not to touch too much on this, but I do think that the Hyung and Duna culture is nice, though. It's that like, having almost like big brothers, you know, and I think yeah. having people that are Hyungs, like good good Hyungs and good Dunas that you can look up to, and especially mm-hmm. during uni and stuff like that, and during the career work work field and stuff. Like I think yeah, that can be a huge asset, and they can really yeah. be helpful to have you know that kind of relationship. So mm-hmm. again, it's good, but in moderation, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. good and bad. Yeah, like to Josh's point, I have. Hyungs I speak English to, but I still call them Hyung because they yeah. seem like mentors to me, mm-hmm. right? And I would like to just keep that. Um, I guess you could call it respect, but it, it's yeah, just, it's respect at the end of the day. It's just who I call. It's just what I call them, yeah. right? Instead of their names. Yeah. But like, if people I don't fuck with, then I'd be like, "Fuck off," yeah. and just say their name in English. Hey, John. Sorry. And I'd be like, "Yeah." I'd be like, "Hey, Kevin. Fuck you. Sorry." No, I want to say Kevin. That. Sound kind of angry, bro. Sorry. <laughs> I love I love Kevin's Kevin. Pew pew. <laughs> Sorry. I think one of the bad things about that thing, like the age, um, and respect and all that stuff, is like, especially in the workforce, uh, in Korea, and they have this thing called hesik, um, which is like, yeah. um, <laughs> it's like an after work, party. It's like happy I think, hour. I think we of. I think we touched it. Yeah, touched it before. But it's like yeah, it's like an after hour, like after work, like everyone yeah at work just meets up, you know, goes out for a drink, and it, it might sound nice on the outside, but you know they do this on a regular basis, like a few times a week, and um, 
you know, sometimes you just want to go home after work, but it's like a mandatory thing that they have to attend. And, um, and most of the time, like the, uh, what do you call those? Like the superiors, like the people above you, like your bosses and managers will, you know, pour you a drink and, uh, you have to like drink it. Yeah. Otherwise it's, 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 yeah. it's, it's um, regarded as like disrespect. Yeah. And, um, and, and like, especially like in the workforce, like things like that, you have to always listen to what the people above you are, are telling you. And, um, mm. you always have to follow orders and things like that. I, I guess that's a little bit like that in the Western culture too, but, um, like at least in the Western culture, like if you have an opinion, like you could actually like offer to say and, 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 you know, mm-hmm. provide your input. Whereas in Korea, it's like, it's like, it's, yeah, it's like, it's like my way or, or the highway kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. I think, yeah, that's, that's a really big point. I think Western society actually promotes opinions and promotes different ideas yeah. Yeah. to show creativity. But in Korea, um, there's this word called gonde, which basically means if you have more experience or if you have like more, if you're, if you're older than them, they have this mindset where they think like Brian said, my way or the highway. And if it's not my way, you're wrong. And they base that off of their experience or their age. It's like bias, I guess you could say. Yeah. And, uh, and, and again, to Brian's point, if you don't go to the Heshik or like the after hours, yeah, there's like a pure pressure where if you don't go and the others go, it looks bad on you. So it's like kind of like forced optional. (laughs) That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Which is annoying too. It's like a passive I, aggressive like yeah, invitation. It's like it's yeah, that's it's it sucks, but it's just part of the culture, I guess. <laughs> yeah. On the topic of drinking and the drinking culture, I think uh, as most people probably already know, like the drinking culture in Korea is pretty uh notorious, not only for Koreans loving to drink, but there's a lot of fucking voodoo shit that you have to do when you're drinking with people and it kind of comes back to that age thing too right like you know that if you're receiving a drink from someone that's older than you you have to accept it with two hands you know yeah. if you're pouring a drink for someone that's older than you you have to pour with two hands this one yeah. this one the looking away one when the you're looking when you drink it you have to look away and yeah. you know you i think there's like wasn't there something it's like you can't really drink you should like pace yourself according to how their speed is uh, yeah. I think so. You have to like yeah. see if they're done drinking and then you have to put the glass down when they're yeah. finished drinking. And yeah. You also have to, um, when you're pouring, you also have to cover the label with your hands. Oh, really? That, that I found out like last week. Or oh, a couple I don't know. Weeks ago. I never heard of, I, I yeah. never heard about that. I never heard of that. Interesting. Yeah. But yeah, even as someone who, you know, I feel somewhat distanced from Korean culture in some ways, but when it comes to drinking and stuff like that, like it's weird. I'll still do it. If I'm drinking with the young or something, I'll still well, actually, if it's casual, I won't do it. But if it's like, if it's like someone I don't know and I don't want to offend them, I'll still kind of pour with two hands just in case. Yeah. If they're yeah. pouring, if even if I'm not accepting with two hands like a fucking beggar, I'll put like one finger on the rim of the cup to show that like, like I'm like here. Oliver, I'm watching you. You know. <laughs> so Oliver Twist. <laughs> but yeah, that's so true though. Like yo, like I know I'm aware of those all those things, but like when I'm in that situation, I feel like I am following those rules. Like I am like yeah. turning to the side when I'm drinking. It's yeah. just subconscious, man. It's yeah. embedded in us. Yeah. 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 It's it's just part it's of just that we respect are, I guess. factor. It's just yeah. insane. I, I think it's because we grew up yeah. we grew up with like that we grew up in a Korean household. I think that's why. It's, yeah. It is what it like, you know what I mean? I think we grew up with like when we started drinking and stuff like that. I don't know about uh Brian. I'm assuming it's the same, but like 
I started drinking with like a lot of Korean people. And I yeah. think that like my exposure to drinking and partying and that culture yeah. started off with kind of um, with Korean people. Mm-hmm. And so I was kind of like, that's kind of how I was introduced to, mm-hmm. to like that drinking culture, I guess. True. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know where I picked mine up from. I think I just... You're just Korean, know. bro. Yeah, just Korean. I just, <laughs> just knew, It's I guess. in your just blood. Knew. Intuitive. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's in your blood, bro. It's like, it's just yeah. everywhere. Like on TV, like shows, like, you know, yeah. real life. And it, yeah. Yeah, a lot of things to kind of keep in mind when you're Korean. Yeah. Just to add to that, another thing that I think people... Uh, this is, I think, what applied to a lot of Asian people, though. But taking Pepsid or some kind of um, some kind of drink or some kind of supporting uh, supplement before drinking, I think, is super common in Korea. Like Koreans have this yeah. thing called condition. Basically, they'll drink like this shot of like it's like herbal or something, and it's supposed to help settle the stomach and be a barrier for the alcohol and shit like that. And Pepsid yeah. is the the pill that you take to reduce uh, Asian glow. Yeah, and like yeah. the redness of the skin yeah. yo pepsid um, is fucking sick <laughs> so this is just a personal story but i don't take i don't have asian glow that much i only have a little on my cheeks when i get drunk but i literally just take You're like Pep- the biggest drug druggie right there <laughs> i just i literally take pepsid pepsid is sick i literally take pepsid no no listen listen i literally take pepsid to get drunk faster because it makes you drunk faster and it's like more efficient so you spend less money and then True. when you wake up you have no hangovers. Ooh, it's crazy. Maybe, maybe yeah. I gotta try that. So next how, time. how much is how much is Pepsi and where can I buy some? Sorry. <laughs> so I have some. I have like a big. I don't the drink cor- that much. In the corner of Young and Finch. <laughs> so like Andrew standing there with Pepsi. Oh, shoppers drug. The shoppers drug mart at Young and Finch. <laughs> I'm down. Reach reach with, everyone. With this fucking out. long coat. <laughs> oh, now I gotta be wearing a hoodie. <laughs> I'm down. Get them get them out in a plastic bag. Sorry. <laughs> Man. No, but yeah, uh, I have I when I go out drinking, which I don't don't usually, um, I always pop Pepsi because I don't want to spend money and get drunk. So win win win, and don't hang no hangover. Yeah, that's it. You know I'm saying uh, hangovers suck. So if you guys need, let me know. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I'm sure you can get that over the counter, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it is over the counter. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Anyways, Man, can't wait to go drinking. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Catch us, catch us at Iwa what or Chamebosam. What the time and date is not disclosed. Sorry. Yeah, maybe we'll post it on our story when we go there, and then we can we can all we can all go for a drink. No, we have to post it a day after. <laughs> no, nah, we'll True. post it as we're leaving. <laughs> <laughs> um, got a question for you guys. Were there any things in I guess your experiences or things that you've seen? Uh, some things that Korean people do, uh, maybe it's a cultural thing, maybe it's a, a societal thing, um, or like a social thing that is cringy. Yeah, I got one. Yeah. It's not cringy, but it's kind of disrespectful. So a lot of Koreans ask. So my sister actually had this, these questions when she's helping out her patients. Yeah. Um, if she's married or not. They ask your sister if she's married or not? Yeah, yeah. And apparently it's not to Like I asked my parents. Like, I'm not, sorry, I asked my sister first if that was, it's not kind of reaching out to, like, your personal information privacy? and shit. Yeah. yeah. Privacy. And it's not kind of, like, whack. And then mm-hmm. my parents were like, in Korean society, it's not considered 
personal. It's just a common question. So I was like, interesting. But it's wait, why? What are they trying to? They're just trying to like. I guess maybe they're trying to scope scope your sister out. Like she's a good candidate for my son. Yeah, maybe or like someone that they know, right? Yeah. But like, like I see it retrospectively, where you know how, like, actually not retrospectively. Koreans also ask like people if they like, oh, like, did you gain weight? Like just casually. Yeah. But in Western society, it's like, what the fuck? Why would you say that, right? Yeah. It's a lot of personal questions that Koreans ask. That's that true. Aren't considered um, odd. <laughs> odd and yeah, like it's, or borderline offensive. Yeah, it's just, yeah. So I found that, I found that it's not cringy per se, but I found that very interesting in terms of like just the differences of culture. True. What about you, Brian? Something that's cringe about the Korean culture? It doesn't have to be cringe or diff- something different. Um, no, specifically something that might be like cringy or odd or like if if you were like maybe not korean and you're born in the states you'd be like what the fuck or like what is that you know hmm. yeah or maybe just or uh, something that might be cringy or not one thing that i don't know it's not cringy but um i went to like the korean version of 7-eleven and then they have just soju bottles in stock and they're selling them for like three dollars a piece i thought that was pretty interesting that's just that's fucking it. sick. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. lit, bro. I'm down. Um, I don't know about cringe. I think that's it, though. I I find I see like flaws and the pros and cons, but I think we already talked about that. But I don't know about yeah. cringe. Yeah. Hmm. One thing that I found a little bit cringy, um, with Korean, it kind of happened recently. I think it was in like kind of the past five years that Koreans started putting cheese on everything, and everything that was like korean food on mukbang or like korean fire korean shit you know korean barbecue it's all like fucking doused with cheese and i'm like bro like i, I love cheese don't get me wrong i love yeah. cheese i love cheese and i love korean food right yeah but why the fuck are you putting cheese on everything bro some people eating ribs with cheese on it like come on man like bro, that's sick i think that just sounds blessed yeah no, again it sounds sick. good but i think it's getting to a, it got to a point where like it kind of feels like it's just like it's almost like those fucking I and mean, we talked about I talked about this before with you guys, but it's almost like those fucking YouTube thumbnails. You know, it's just it's fucking cheap, bro. It's like they're just putting cheese on shit just so that it's like viral. It's like I think to me it's just kind of like a missed opportunity, right? There's so much of Korean food that's that's really good. Especially like the classics like chongurs and teams and jigas and stuff like that. And I Blessed. it's like the fact that people are introduced to Korean food with like this fucking shit that's covered in cheese I, I guess it's good that they're being introduced yeah it was a little cringy to me because i'm like come on man like mm. like like in moderation right like let's sounds be, like someone's a hater sorry <laughs> bro i love cheese Are you i love cheese too i'm just saying no i love cheese bro. <laughs> <laughs> i'm not a hater i'm just saying like to me this was kind of one of the things where i was like it's kind of cringy it's I like know Kore- koreans kind of went overboard with you it. you know when you go korean barbecue they have like that side section of the grill yeah. where it's just Jeez. I love that. I love that. Yeah. But it's like, that wasn't there. That was never there before. Like, <laughs> no, that wasn't there. Yeah. I think it's <laughs> yeah. just a, a adaptation, right? And making it more appeal to it's like, I don't think it's that. It's I, I get your point where it's kind of diminishing the Korean cultural foods by dousing it with cheese. But I also don't think it's that bad. Uh, no, like, I, I think it's not that it's. 
diminishing Korean food, but it's like the only Korean dishes that like for a while now I don't know because I'm not seeing it as much, but for a while it just felt like everything that I was seeing that was labeled Korean was just some kind of fucking cheese conglomerate fucking monster. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't. Yeah, but like. I don't know. I think that might have just been like the mukbang culture or some shit. But yeah. for a while, it, it, it to me that was just kind of like I was kind of like, bro, come on, like why is yeah why are no, they why I, are they doing that? You're right. I get I get your point. Like, but the thing is, like Koreans also came up with like these things called these new things called cheese balls, which you never heard of in Western society. Or yeah, like, those are fucking good, dude. Yeah, I want to try. Like, those are the things that I would eh, love to try. That's, those are okay. I've tried yeah. those. Yeah. I... No, but in Korea, I heard they were blessed. Oh, really? Yeah, Anyways. corn with cheese. Have you guys tried corn with cheese? That shit's blast. Corn cheese? Yeah, cheese corn. Yeah, that's like everywhere. Yeah, come In on, bro. Sorry. <laughs> what? Boomer detective. I'm down. Boomer detective. <laughs> yeah, but no, I get, I get, I get, I get it. It's you're just a hater. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Josh, Josh I'm sounds a little again. cheesed. Hey yo, what the fuck? Oh, All sorry. right, <laughs> cheesy. All right, guys, that's going to be a wrap for this one. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Um, it's, it's been a blast. Yeah, this topic was actually suggested by one of our listeners. Um, yeah, there's actually so much more that we can talk about with this. Let us know if you want a part two. But with that being said, if you guys enjoyed this one, make sure to let us know by uh, DMing us or liking us on uh, Apple Podcast. Yeah. And uh, if you guys related to any of these things um, or have personal experiences, stories, share it with us. We'd love to hear um, some of your guys' struggles and yeah. your tips and tricks to bypass some of these cultural things. Or maybe it's different for your culture Who's not, if you're not Korean, right? Yeah. Yep. And again, thank you for your continued support. We hope to bring you amazing content yes, in the future. Yeah. Remember, 500 likes and then we're going to reveal our faces and we got some big yes, things sir. coming after we re- reveal our faces yeah maybe do like a nice q a yep. with you guys or something or even clubhouse or something like that, that that's been popping lately but yeah bro bear clubhouse yeah. requests but we'll see what we can do yeah yep so enjoy your guys's weekends everybody thanks for listening guys thanks for listening guys we'll see you guys next time later Bye-bye. peace It's a flex in the dance in the uh, hey. Oh, I'm into a cell. 88 clam? More like 88 sham, am I right? Won't you? We'll continue right after this message. I I thought this episode was gonna uh, gonna be short, but Yokshi, Mari Manne. Yokshi, check it out. Michael came in, Mari Manne. I know.